We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. She is Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. You're tuned in to Brunch Culture, the millennial podcast where we talk about everything because everything is up for discussion, doll. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't. That came across like, so much better in my head. I was like, "That sounds like some ATL stuff." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'm a channel like the like uh like the the pimp voice from like Friday." It, it, y'all don't judge my life. I was trying. Uh, it was yeah. It's been a you long know, day. You know, it's I'm not gonna judge because I've had some. I've had some interesting intros. You remember when I used to sing every time and then somebody got annoyed with that? <laughs> yeah. I do. Wasn't it like, it was the Chris Brown song or something, right? You used to sing? Wasn't it like a Chris no, Brown song was, you used to sing? It was, I think it was different every time. I have to go back and listen. I, just, I remember a Chris Brown song. I don't know why. Or maybe I remember that because you probably messed the lyrics up. Yeah. And, I, I've done that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've messed say. up a lot of Lyrics. Right. I, I I struggle to say Ayanla. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, I got yeah, it. I think it's one of my friends. We was watching that uh, Leandra Johnson thing this weekend, uh-huh. and she was like, "I just don't understand why you can't say this lady's name right." And <laughs> I was really practicing, but it's a struggle. You know, I've struggled with that, and you tried to help me every single time. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard. I just like you know the lady fix my life, right? To fix my life, lady, the lady that used to be mad at Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) You have to give. You have to give all these. Right. Uh, Y'all know her. Y'all know the lady who never fixed people' life. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch her? uh, uh, The uh, Leandri on there? No, I didn't. I haven't watched that show. I, I literally have to be in a, mo- a mood to, because I, I really still struggle with this whole thing of like, I be going in, I go in and I'll laugh, but then I'll feel bad for laughing at people. Or I'll be like, you know what? Let's watch this because it's going to be a good breakthrough. This the, this actually the best one I've seen. But the thing is, she talks so close to people. And that bothers me when she like, she's like right in their face. Mm-hmm. And so then she was... You feel like she's her, her and grabbing her thighs, shaking her. I'm just like, it's just too much. Right. It's always it too uh, in my space. And I just met you like this first yeah. encounter. That's weird. It's the it's always like the 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 touchy feely parts, that interaction that it'll throw me off. I, but I still can't get over. Remember, she told the lady, like, sit in her lap and she rocked her. I'm never going to get over that, yo. I'm never going to get over you that. You remember she tried to put the girl that got stolen from Shans in the cocoon. Uh, oh yeah or the time the time where she buried she made the guy uh she dug a hole and she buried the guy in the hole like his legs and so his him and his mom his mom and sister had to like come out there he was like standing in the ground and i want to say they they were supposed to like eulogize him it was it was extra it was a lot and i was like 
what is he really gonna yeah what is he really gonna get from this though like i don't is he actually gonna learn something from being buried in the dirt like i don't think so cuz i don't know like i'm not making this correlation yeah do they, I ever, thought... do they ever do like recaps of the show like this is where this is the update of where don't make me lie i don't watch that <laughs> I, <'cause she> don't... <laughs> don't make me lie i don't watch that <laughs> I only watched it because Leandra was on there and I wanted to see what the outcome was going to be um, because I felt like I was emotionally invested because I saw the videos of her cursing everybody out. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I don't watch that. I, I did watch her with the Braxton sisters um, and that that was that interesting. Yeah, I saw that one. I, I, don't, I don't know what was accomplished from that besides... Her and Tamar Braxton having a moment to uh, be like trending on <laughs> Twitter or Instagram. Well, like she that. actually broke Tamar the second day, the second episode. Oh, yeah. Because you know it was two. Oh, you might did not I, watch. Did the I second watch the one. second one? I don't know. I don't remember much. Yeah, the the second one was really good, and I was just like, "You broke Tamar. She up there crying." I don't know because Tamar be crying over anything. I watched Celebrity Big Brother and. Oh, see, I didn't have time for that. That was, it was too much. It seemed like it was going to be a lot of episodes. Yeah, I think it was only like 13. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting to me, but I was really mainly watching because of Candy. And I did. I saw they, they reconciled. I saw yeah, it them. But they reconciled for something that you couldn't really understand what they needed to reconcile for. <laughs> I don't think they really understood what they needed to reconcile for. It was just the whole thing. It was. You don't know why they were beefing yeah, no, they don't know either. It was, you know, whatever. Well, sometimes it's like that, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, something that I really don't didn't understand about this week. Uh, Donna Brazil going to Fox News really oh. threw me off, um, especially. Yeah, it was just interesting. You didn't think it was like a, a good a good thing? No, I I just thought it was interesting. It yeah. was like. It seemed huh. a bit random when I heard about it, but I think I started thinking like strategy wise and I was like, well, maybe, you know, I, well, first off, I get why Fox News is doing it. Fox News really want other people to watch. And I feel like they I feel like they kind of want people that are more liberal to, to watch and say, oh, and I'm gonna give it a chance. But then I feel like what her are they sole sure purpose, with the white lady saying the other day. Uh, yeah. we, America don't get credit for slavery, get yeah, into slavery. I, I saw I that headline don't. and I couldn't even read it. I was just like, you know, with some stuff like you'll see, you just be like, you know what? I'm not even finna waste my I'm life. not even let that. I can't, let that. I can't let, like, <laughs> lady, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I can't give myself that energy. But Stranger I feel danger. like what's going to happen, though, is she is going to be, in the same way that, like, we will hear, like, it was the headline, you know, for, of this this conservative woman. Now they'll be able to kind of have all these articles and clickbait about what this liberal person said. That's just so, like, oh, this is so crazy that they would say something like this. I feel like I'm hoping that it doesn't become that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I guess the, the optimist in me says, okay, well, maybe we'll, maybe this is an opportunity for people to hear something else like the other side but you know what truthfully folks not listening to the other side people have selective hearing anyway so i mean she can literally get up there and you know say hey the sky is blue and if 
your president says it's not blue, everybody's going to, everybody that watches this is going to move and say, okay, well, it's not blue. All right. Well, next topic. Like, And I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't know if I think for her it's the best move because of the ways in which she did have to leave the DNC and CNN for giving that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like she can't really kind of call out Trump. She? <laughs> Her, for his, her, yeah, her credibility is in question. Yeah, but. and so I feel like they hire her so they could use it every time she tries to bring up a legitimate point. Oh, remember how you? I didn't even think about it at that angle for them. That's probably it. Well, here she is lying again. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times she's gonna have to endure that over and over and over and over and over again? And that just to me, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even I'm think like, about that. But did you try MSNBC before you went over there? <laughs> Al Jazeera, something. Like somebody had to be hiring because the YouTube <laughs> TV One. <laughs> I don't know. Well, TV One ain't got nothing no more. Huh, oh, that's so sad. Well, they have the uh, they have Sister Circle. That, like I said, they ain't got nothing oh, no you more. Real disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> you were real disrespectful. I don't enjoy the circle. I don't know what it is. I, it's just... I want to. I follow them on Instagram because I want to support them. I don't know what I don't understand, and and for the life of me, I don't get it. Is why News One Now had to be canceled, and then Sister Circle came. <laughs> they do not do the same things. Roland and they Martin, do not do yeah. it, anything effectively, I, and no shade to them. <laughs> See, I ain't say all that. We might be on that one day. And we gonna have to I Right. I did not say all that. I just want y'all to know. It's just higher quality. You remember last week when (laughs) Uh, I talked about BT? No, we're not gonna do that. No. No. uh, It's like, but it's made in HD, but it's just still the lines. Like it's it's just it is a little (sighs) But BT got boomerang and soul trains and they yeah, I don't, I just don't, I miss news one now. I will say that. I think that there is a, a there is still a huge gap on TV one with news one now not being there. I don't understand, you know, the, the change in direction, the shift or whatever it was that happened. I don't, I don't really get it. I felt like you guys could have both of those shows. I think, you know, they're going to like, a, they were going after like daytime talk, uh, 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 community and apparently they're doing good like they have a lot of local channels that um, you know like purchase them whatever you know people like a studio will produce a show and then like networks like local networks will uh, pay to air it during a time slot so apparently they have a lot of time slots as I follow them it'll be like you know welcome this city and welcome that city so they have people that are supporting them I just I just honestly I don't understand why News 1 now had to be cancelled I think this is what I'm always like why do we have to cancel News 1 now like or maybe we should have just transitioned News 1 now to just like an audio format I don't know yeah I they should have did the podcast format. Maybe they offered him that option and he didn't want it. Yeah, maybe. Because I know he was doing his own like podcast uh, thing. Um, and he still does. He still actually does like a Facebook live. Excuse me. A, a Facebook live thing. He has a, su- excuse me, a studio set up and everything. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the same. I think it's. That quality, you know what? I'm gonna be quiet. Anyway, just hilarious. 
<laughs> oh, Jeff hilarious. Jeff hilarious. Jeff um, hilarious is not so hilarious, guys. Um, and the crazy thing is, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, how did the airline even agree to that? First of all, that really threw me off. Yeah. So apparently she actually did not. She wasn't the reason that these guys got removed from the plane. Um, I think that was the kind of the narrative that was been out there. It seemed very convenient that she posted this video. She said that she was threatened. And apparently she said that she never actually communicated that to anybody that was on staff. Now, whether she did or didn't, I, you know, we don't know. But apparently she never said that she never communicated that to the staff. She just talked about uh, feeling uncomfortable or being felt threatened, you know, because they were on the plane. You know, it, so for for everybody that doesn't know, Jess Hilarious was on a plane. She recorded a video of this guy um, that was a Sikh. He's a part of the Sikh community, which is a religious faith, and they wear turbans. He was ahead of her in line to board the plane. She recorded a video, like, zooming in and going like, <gasps> where she, like, you know, made some comments. And then apparently in another video, she said, like, she was on the plane. There were five of them and she was afraid. Right. Or she felt mm -hmm. unsafe. And so then the plane, um, they had to deboard the plane. They got back on the plane and she was uh, they she said that she made another video saying that those five guys were not allowed on the plane. They were the only people that didn't get back on the plane. So, you know, what does that mean? Uh, Y'all going to learn to listen to her because her news is real. And then she started to go in. And this is the problem that I had. Um, she started to go in and she made a video where basically she was saying, y'all mad at me because I don't think like every other black person, F y'all, F this, F this. I said what I said. It is what it is. And, you know, <laughs> She came out with an apology, an apology video in the video. She was clearly reading. Um, she wrote it down, I guess, to keep her thoughts clear. She's clearly reading it. And she said that she wrote it. She didn't have a publicist do it, which I mean, I guess kudos for that, um, in which she apologized and said that, you know, she's thankful that Pete for everybody that decided to teach her. Um, and it was an opportunity for her to learn. And you know what? In all fairness, just hilarious my issue was is just that her re when she initially faced the backlash her response wasn't to hear it and say whoa you know what i didn't even think about it like that because i feel like that's fair she's a comedian um honestly there's a lot of people that don't realize that certain jokes are late um, I feel like she probably was on the plane with other people that may have saw the same people and felt the same way. Maybe she had a one-off conversation about it or maybe, you know, the people in her circle, they feel the same way. So she could have possibly not thought it was that it was that big of a deal. My issue is that when you realize it, when people say it and you like dig your heels into your ignorance, that's when I have a problem. And then shortly after that, when people start adding Fox about your job on Lil Rail, then you come out with this impassioned, emotional statement about how you learned and it was so sad. To me, that's when it's like, <laughs> not come because You know what I mean? Like, come on now. This is, I'm not for, you know, I get it. And we, we've talked about, we talked about this, like canceling people and, and how that's not something that we need to do. And I understand we need to give people the space and opportunity to learn and grow and all of this good stuff. However, I think... You know, in this situation, it's like this is not the first time. This is the second time. It was just like a week ago or l less than a week ago or so that, you know, she was uh, offending. Uh, she was offending a guy that said something about her um, spending her her 
every making a living from commenting on uh, the shade room every day. And she called him the F word. And then when people start going in and saying like, yo, you can, you're a comedian, like offend him in some other way. And she dug her heels into that. It's kind of like, fam, you can't tell me that you want me to be open to you learning, quote unquote, when every time somebody tries to teach you something about how you offended them or another group of people in a way that you even should understand you start saying F them. That's not asking for real forgiveness. Cause like, <laughs> what don't you see? Like, this don't make sense, yo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, me personally, and this is the issue I've had with Iniko. I hate when people be stealing people, man, and then go on social media tirades about how she got them now. And that's, I think that's the whole other problem, huh? It's, that's the whole other problem. Everything else is elevated in my mind. <laughs> so you just wrong, so wrong like, from the game, right? Everything you do, everybody, everything about your whole gift up is wrong. Until you do right by this ex-wife, everything you touch will fail. <laughs> it does because she did shade his his ex-wife on social. Wait, so I didn't know, like, so that she's is is. Did they break up because of her? Or I, I really don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. About. He said the ex-wife said they did. He uh, said they did. Now, all I know is I follow country man. First of all, anybody he got eight kids. So I mean, this whole thing about wait, him he being got surprised. What? He got eight kids. You lying? I'm serious. Wait, he has like eight children. Like, mm-hmm. and his his five, wife just had a baby six, by seven, well his ex-wife. Yeah, and he got like five baby mamas. Oh, that's so it's not pl- like you got a prize. Yeah, that's a Again. major plot twist. <laughs> I did not know that. Whoa. Yeah. When he first came out, he used to joke about I got seven kids. That's a then he got married and then his him and his wife had another one. So he got eight now. That's a whole lot of child support. A whole Jesus. lot. And I think it's five baby mamas. Wow. So she was raving how she got him and you know obviously the the white ex-wife is upset rightfully so so it's just who knew i did not this, this just changed my whole mood i'm like oh wait what? you didn't know he had that many kids no yeah no i didn't and i i don't follow country way um I, just, I did. I did. I did. Used to like like country way, but it's just like I now. I'm not. I'm not into it. Yeah, I just. I never followed. Him, so I never really knew. You know, I would see a couple of his videos would pop up, but I don't follow Jess hilarious either. So, yeah, that's she makes. Like a, that's how she got famous, right? For going off on people on social <laughs> and giving the news just with the mess. Yeah, she just she just made one of those just with the mess about Kelly, and you know I feel I just couldn't do it after that. And so oh, she made one about Kelly. Yeah, it was, something about, about, it was Kelly? something about a dress that she had on and looking like a it, whatever she said. I'm not gonna even repeat it and give her that attention, but you know my family was hurt, so I just couldn't. I oh, was wow. really hurt by it, and so I you know. I'm real protective about Kelly. I don't really play with that. Well, moving on to reality, uh, the cheating scandal Excuse happened. Me? What? <laughs> Clearly, this... I'm if these kids can get in school uh, <laughs> with no grades <laughs> and no, and horrible test scores, they said somebody made like a 15 on the ACT. I was like, is that even possible? <laughs> like, I, I think you can't make a 12. I think I've heard 
of people making a 12. And the only reason I heard is I think one of my brother's uh, teammates, when he was playing football, made a 12. But isn't, like, the score, like, isn't something like a 40 or 30 or something? Like no, I thought score? the highest score was, like, 30. Yeah, it's, like, 30. Or, I don't know. I just know I, a fifth. They were, like, they made a 15, and then they got some scholarship into the school. And I was, like, whoa, you know, that's not... <laughs> That ain't good. And, yeah. <laughs> I know that's not good. The thing was, they were taking fake photos as well for sports teams. Like, they were putting, like, say they wanted to be a swimmer. They would take photos, like, swimming. And, like, them and they it. would make, yeah, it's just like, and then the girl from uh, Aunt Becky. I don't know her real name. I just know it's Aunt Becky. Um, her daughters, uh, they were playing, they were on the crew team, and they had never done it ever. But they made the team for USC, and they and they did it because they always wanted to do that in college. But they didn't do it in high school. I'm like, who thinks you get that to do that? Yeah. Now some kid doubting their abilities because somebody got chosen ahead of them, and it's like. And it was it was all based on the fact that you guys have money. I think that's above above anything else. We hear so many like immediately. When I heard about this, I went back to uh, what's the girl's name um, that like sued Tech Abigail Fisher that like sued the University of Texas, and she was like she felt like she was being discriminated against because of oh, affirmative uh, action, mm-hmm. and they let people in. And you remember during that time there was this whole affirmative action. You know, is it is it is it fair? Is it right? Is it outdated? We don't need it. Yada yada yada. And it's like, yo, your real enemy is other people with money cuz and i don't know if you have money but other people that look like you with money like that's that's really the problem you legit have people that are using and and so one of the things that to me i was like well i kind of knew not that i knew like this entrance scandal was happening but i knew that i think feel like we we're all aware to a certain degree because of who like your parents are there's legacy admissions um just the fact that you have a name and you have notoriety mm-hmm. and you come from a certain, you know, uh, a background, a university is going to believe in your ability to to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. You got the resources to get tutors and all of this other stuff. So to me, it, I, I just kind of always assume like, yo, a lot of people. And I think that's why it, I got to be careful with saying this because it's not that I don't. Not that I don't celebrate people's success, but I think we I've I've, I've talked about this before. I feel like if you come from an environment where you have two people, two parents that have gone to college. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not you going to college is almost expected. Right. Because you Mm -hmm. have the resources to do it or you have people that have been successful and, you know, whatever. You have access to money and resources like not that, you know, the work that you put in is any less valuable, but it is one of those things where you should one should expect you to be able to do that because you have all of these resources to do it. You can get where you want to go because you can pay somebody to help you get there in in a in 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 the way of like tutoring or you actually going to learn how to be on a crew team or learning how to be on the bowling team like whatever it is you can actually learn those things and somebody can support you financially doing it and then universities 
will look at your family name, look at where you come from and know that you are a guaranteed check. So me letting you in is going to be somebody's going to support this. You know, somebody's going to make sure that your tuition is paid versus somebody else that doesn't have that. It's like you're a gamble. I don't know if letting you into my university, what this will turn into. But the fact that y'all have all of that and then it's still you still need more. I don't know. And then finding out, too, that some of the kids weren't even aware that their parents had done this. Um, Apparently, I think it was like one one of the guys I read, like uh, he said that he didn't he didn't recognize that he didn't realize he thought he was taking like a retest for the SAT. He didn't realize that he was going to like a fake exam and somebody else was taking a real exam for him. How embarrassed do you have to be as a kid? And like, how pissed would you be at your parents? Because like, yo, you really just thought I was dumb. Cause like (laughs) that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's embarrassing. Like, I've always thought about a parent not believing their kid in the sense of like not telling them positive stuff. But I never thought about it like you telling them positive stuff, but you also spending six million dollars to make sure that they get into something because you really don't think that they can. Whoa. You know, like this is a whole nother level because that's deep. I I don't. I And the crazy thing is they the girls from um, Aunt Becky's children. This is what got me. They dropped out of school. Now, if I'm about to go to prison, I mean, I guess USC was going to go to Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, they dropped out They of dropped school. out when this came out. They dropped out when this came out. <laughs> oh, but if you don't get your <laughs> halfway made it, in, <laughs> what? Nah, because you going to every, What? <laughs> wow. Then you know what I did see? I saw like a headline or something that said it's because they, they didn't want to get uh they were getting like picked on or they want to be targeted or something like that. Yeah. I mean I guess if the kids didn't know, if her children didn't know, maybe I can understand because you're embarrassed, but I just think ultimately I... it sucks and it really sucks though, because I also think about that young lady that you know, she got a perfect score on the SAT and they questioned her. Right. And they want her to retake. It was the black girl in like South Florida. Um, I forget her name, but I remember reading that she was being asked to like retest for the SAT because people thought that she was her Her score was she had taken it once and not gotten uh, that score and then take it again. And it started to rate people started to question she was like on the news and everything um because they were like oh she's uh she must have cheated and there was speculation that she cheated and so it's like no you actually got parents that's really out here cheating like for real for real like what come on man yeah yeah i yeah and they did all that for nothing and now they are saying they might get um not just mail fraud but tax evasion because that was a, a a fake nonprofit that was set up, so they were getting taxed. Like they were giving to this guy who set up a nonprofit, and yeah. And uh, again, all for nothing. They could have. They probably could have gotten UC just because it's who their mom was Aunt Becky. Yeah, because she was like an alum. She was an alumni, right? Which is a whole yeah, other thing. Like, didn't you you went to this school and you couldn't get. 
I mean, I would have just imagined just off the name, you know, universities just off your name alone. You are somebody that has uh, uh, acquired some level of fame. I mean, the Thank university. So yeah, they'll want your child to go there just so that you can go and be a part of events and, you know, continue to promote the university. Like, what? It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. So... This is what we're facing now, yo. We don't want affirmative action, but folks got whole fake nonprofits to get help children get into school. And capitalism, fam, six million dollars. I'm I'm sorry, mama, but I'm slapping you. Six million dollars, like is the and degree? This shit? What? Just <laughs> she to had get got on the in? Today Show, I think it was some show, and she was like, "Man, I paid a lot for my daughter's education," and they were like, <laughs> "You know, everybody thinking." <laughs> The normal amount that people pay. Right. Yeah, a whole half a million dollars for this. For That's the, not even tuition. Exactly. That's just for the opportunity to get into the university. Like, to enter in. And they was buying, um, they was buying learning disabilities so they can have extra time. Like the, what they call the IEPs and for those with learning, they were buying those essentially so they can have extra time on the SAT and ACT. I don't want to and, hear anything else about minority programs helping minority because I can guarantee you one thing. <laughs> My mama was not paying nobody for me to for a shit to get it. What? Who got I ain't got the money to pay for you to get through it. Let alone pay for you to get in. Like, I don't want to hear another thing about minority programs, Pell Grants, anything that is set up to give people an opportunity to succeed. Please don't tell me about how, you know, it's an entitlement and we're wasting money. No, what's wasting money is people that are already getting crazy behind tax cuts and benefits for sure are then taking the savings from that and paying just to get their kids through college to have a degree. And then one will say that, oh, you know, this person going to this university, they're so talented. And, you know, my child, they went to uh, Yale and they were able to do this, that and the third. And it, it really came from a place I heard somebody say, like, this came from. Um, them just probably how much of this came from them wanting to keep up this status of their children, right? Just so mm -hmm. that they they can say that their children are so great because they got into these great universities. And how much of this was more so about the parent than it was about the kid? And I was like, honestly, I probably say ninety five percent of it was that, especially yeah, for children that didn't know. Because the girl got on YouTube, the girl Aunt Becky's daughter was like, "I'm not going to school to learn. I'm kind of going to school to party and crew." <laughs> and I'm what? like. Like, she said what wait was this before or after it came out before oh gosh so it was she seemed like a really ditzy kind of chick <laughs> so you got on the internet yo imagine making this video and then it's coming out and then people going to find the video where you said you didn't even want to be here in the first place you know what's crazy? Imagine how many kids she done taunted because she thinks she's the junk exactly all the and was like treating people you. like mean girls. Yeah. She was probably the meanest girl ever on campus. And All then one of the girls, out. I don't know which one, was on the uh, yacht with the uh, man over at the board of trustees for some um, school. I think mm -hmm. it was USC. Not surprised, one of the girls. Though. It's all a scam. Yeah, Again, it's all a scam. All I want is my student debt to be paid. Take that money. 
and pay my student debt. And we take it back to what really matters because at the end of the day, <laughs> I, nobody helped me. Reparations you know, now. <laughs> right. Reparations in that form, for real, for real. Yo, I worked very hard for this degree, right? Like, <laughs> oh, but you know lows. what? They should give all the descendants of slaves that have student loan debt eradicated. That I, would be a good reparation. I think that would be amazing. I don't. Think I mean, you're not gonna get it in the age of Trump, but maybe not even even in the age of Bernie because he's not for reparations. <laughs> or or uh, what's the Beto? I feel like I feel like Bernie is gonna upset a lot of people this go around. Yeah, he's already lost us as the black people. Yeah, I feel like Bernie's gonna. And he don't got Simone Sanders either. He just he lost. A lot of people gonna be burning this time. Let it burn. <laughs> Way to feel He's an idealist. Um, In an actual practice, we don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. But that that reparation for student loans can work. We we gonna leave y'all on that. <laughs> We're gonna be back with our main dish. Hashtag reparations now. Hashtag check BC. Reparations real- now. From student loan debt. That's all I'm saying. We want to be free. We asking. We don't want to pay them back. We know we took it, but we needed it to get where we need to be. Now we don't when it's, you know, it is what it is. But we'll be back with our main dish. And we're back with our main dish. Today's main dish is on emotional cheating. And we did this main dish. I'm trying not to open it up by busting out laughing. I really, you know, I got to give it like some intro because if I say what I want to say without intro, y'all not going to get it. So John Gray, um, the famous preacher, um, had all of this stuff coming out about him and babies and cheating. And so he went on a reel to clarify and he was like, you know, I did cheat on my wife, but it wasn't physical. It was only emotional cheating. Mm-hmm. And I do not have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these lies are made up. I was never, I was in the room with her once by ourselves, but we never, I think they never engaged in sex. It was all emotional cheating. Oh, wait, he said it was once. I'm sorry. You, you go, go through the introduction. I think it was, once? he said it was once. once. That's why wow. I, I think. I don't know. Okay. Again, I don't know. But okay. you know, his wife said in a sermon, and I'm trying not to laugh because she was really sincere. <laughs> she believed it. <laughs> he was telling the church about their marital challenges. And in the midst of him telling, she took the phone, the mic from him, and she said, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't want to laugh at people pain, <laughs> but it just was so funny." She said, "I put scripture on that strange woman," and she was like real loud about it. I put scripture on that strange woman that spoke to him and reached his sixteen-year-old boy that was still not built yet because you remember he had to grow into her she was like a jacket again wait he said she was like a jacket for real and i had to grow into her it, oh, now you gotta see no, that clip on the circle now i know you don't watch that show but you need to watch <laughs> That episode. Because if you anyway, tell the general public that I was like a jacket, you had to grow into me, I'm divorcing you 
on the spot. Like I'm drafting the papers myself <laughs> and then I'm divorcing you. Like okay okay go ahead it was yeah. a lot of and the thing is i think he uses a lot of analogies that you really you just have to catch it and sometimes you never catch it but whatever you know metaphors similes <laughs> all of that i wasn't a simile because he didn't Cause don't call like me a jacket ass. though don't call me a jacket um, you remember that in tell me like you, call me a house tell me like i'm valuable <laughs> like you're like a home that i had to grow into <laughs> Mate, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, well, my wealth is there. I'm probably, you know, strong and a jacket, cuz. You had Miss Brooke at uh, JWJ? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. You went on Gecko? Okay. I anyway, don't even know what teams. that is. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, yeah, teams. Like, oh, again, no, I don't you missed the whole middle school. Ask Luke Mine about it. He'll tell you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was there too. We had teams. Gotcha. Anyway, they taught us. In language arts, you know, metaphors and similes, similes like and as. So it wasn't a simile, it was a metaphor. I don't know why I said that. I haven't even shared that, but that came to mind. Anyway. Back, <laughs> let me get back on target. This strange woman, she put scripture on her. Um, that's still, it is never not be funny. Did she like write it on a post it and then stick it on her forehead or? No, I think she was just speaking the word. I, you know, it's it's not really. It, it is a a biblical concept to pray scripture, but to put scripture on this strange woman when I'm like, but like you said, did she put scripture on the strange husband? I don't know. Right. And maybe it's a lot. I don't know. But anyway, the goal of this main dish is emotional cheating. I've. That was my intro. I know I went a lot of different places. <laughs> now let's get on topic emotionally. <laughs> I, I, man, that put scripture on it. That is hilarious. I really think you need to me. <laughs> what is, what is, what makes something emotional cheating? I think what she was, he was saying was he was sharing intimate details of that should only be shared with his wife. And so, again, I think that definition can be very, it, that to me, the definition is interesting because mm-hmm. it's like, what can only be shared is, I mean, intimate details about yourself that you feel like you can't tell your spouse, maybe that's emotional cheating. But I mean, a lot of men, emotional, if that's the case, if that's the definition, a lot of men emotionally cheat with their homeboys. A lot of women emotionally cheat with their homegirls. If that's the definition of emotional cheating. So it's kind of like, what is emotional cheating? I'm not of the mindset that you have to give every intimate detail about who you are to, well, I do think your spouse should know the most about you. But there are certain things I feel like your spouse may not understand that you have to sometimes process with somebody else before you can even articulate it to them. But I'm not married, so I don't know. Who am I? Well, no, so what's interesting is I I was really struggling with this idea of emotional cheating. Because that's why I remember we were texting and I was just like, I mean, I get it, but then... I don't necessarily, I don't think that it was just because you were having a conversation with her that it was a problem. 
Um, oh, you know, I was sharing intimate details that I should just be saving for my wife. That to me is more of a cop out than anything because, and I actually, so I was like, okay, well, is this actually a thing? Right. And apparently it is. So of course, you know, I went to, uh, old Google and she helped me out with, um, some actual, uh, psychologists that have studied the concept and the idea. And one of the things that I was reading this one article and it said was, so the difference when you, you in order in trying to define what emotional cheating is, is you're not only sharing this like intimate person or these intimate conversations, but it is that there's also some physical chemistry there and there's sexual chemistry. Right. And so you start to explore these ideas of being with this person outside of the relationship that you're in. And I was like, aha, OK. All right. That makes a little bit more sense. Right. Because it's that like, yeah, because it's like it, it, you acknowledge that it was something more than I was just like sharing details about my life with another human being. Because it's like, you actually start imagining you being with exactly. that human being. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the intent. Right. And, and keeping it because another thing they mentioned was like hiding it from uh, the person you're, you're it, hiding it from his wife or the person that you're with, like hiding it from them, that's another element of you actually cheating because you're not saying it's not like, so I was thinking, I was like, well, you would be emotionally cheating with your therapist too, right? Because if you're in a relationship and let's say you're like working through some information before you start to talk to your wife about it, then kind of, it's just based on this idea of that you know, I was sharing things with her that I shouldn't have been sharing with her instead should have been sharing with my wife. Like, that's a little, that that's very like, a, this is very much so a sanitized kind of cop-out explanation. I think we're not acknowledging the fact that you're saying like, hey, there was sexual chemistry there. Like, maybe we didn't have sex, but like, yeah. It's I chance and opportunity to Exactly. Happen. And the whole other thing was, and I don't want to like focus on that situation specifically, but it was a little weird when like there was a voicemail that came out of you saying like, "Hey, stop texting me because your wife knows that you at our hotel." <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and y'all was just like meeting up to have emotional conversations, cause okay. <laughs> Okay, and, and and I bring that up though because I feel like that makes this a little more tough to swallow with you saying like what this definition of what emotional cheating is because you make it seem like it's just having a conversation with somebody about things that you haven't told your spouse about is really where the cheating comes in and it's like well nah it's so much more than that though because and it's so much more than that that in order to save face you're not necessarily telling but i feel like we really kind of gotta realize that it's not just that and i get how it could be so because i really was kind of wrestling with this idea i was like emotional cheating i kind of feel like i mean everybody would be cheating um if you start (laughs) to think about uh, if you start thinking about, so you meet a person, right? And you guys just kind of click, mm-hmm. um, especially, so I'll speak loosely from personal experience. So okay. you start Based on to, the true story. <laughs> <laughs> so you start working, right? You start working with somebody and you guys kind of, you're going through similar situations. You guys experience like, 
you know, some of the same, some of the same things. You spend eight hours a day for five days a week, at least. So 40 hours a week you're spending with this person. You guys kind of connect, right? You find the things that you have in common. Um, Y'all start making jokes. You might do lunch with this person and things like that. I think it's natural, right, to be like, oh, you're really cool. Um, and, And we have things in common. So, like, let's talk. But I feel like if just the definition of emotional cheating, if you will, is just that I'm sharing details about my life or my experience or my thoughts with you that I'm not necessarily sharing with my wife, then it's a little. Stranger danger. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, well, I mean, how do you not do that? Because to some degree in your specialized field, your spouse is probably not going to understand what you're doing. Right. Or or be able to follow the details. So while you might keep them up to date on the high level stuff that's going on, you are probably going to have some conversations with this other person about things that you just you just don't really do um, that you wouldn't somebody else. So it's kind of like, well, would you be emotionally cheating then? Because that's almost like inevitable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you kind of. Yeah, I, th- I think from the onset, that's something I guess in relationship you have to define what is cheating to you. Because, I mean, for some people, I have some female friends that don't even want their husband talking to a woman of the opposite sex, like at work, <laughs> like not extreme, but it's kind of like that you can't have female friends. That's what I mean. So you say what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Keep talking. Then I, because there's this premise that men and women can't be friends mm-hmm. and so if you start that if you start from that premise I feel like any relationship with the opposite sex is going to be emotionally cheating in their eyes mm-hmm. so I think that is really where people start they think relationships with the opposite sex cannot be platonic um, and because of that any relationship you have with somebody other than me of the opposite sex, you're cheating. No matter if it's physical or not. Yeah. And I think that's where people start off. Now, if you have friends, like my homeboy was telling me um, the other day, and he works with couples. That's all he does. He was like, I'm closer to, I know more about some of my homeboys than their wife. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, so... If if we define this whole thing of somebody should know more about me than the person I'm married to, I don't know if that's a realistic expectation for people, just in general. Because I really feel like some people just really don't feel comfortable sharing <laughs> everything they are with the person of that they're married to. And it's not because they don't find them as close. It's just like some things I feel like you're not going to get. Right. Um, but I don't know. Again, I'm not married. And so I don't know. You can't trust what I'm saying. And no, that's, so what I was going to say is maybe it's a difference when you're like actually married to somebody versus dating somebody, which I mean, obviously, we both have to acknowledge that piece. So, you know, don't come to us for how you're supposed to do it if you're married, because um, clearly nobody knows. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't I think that. We have to be I think it's fair to be a little bit more specific because I say I think certain things are just not realistic 
to me, and we say that I say this all the time to me in 2019 in today's world <laughs> in the mix of workforce, it is I feel like it is impossible for you to expect the person that you're with to not have friends of the opposite sex. I just don't think that is that's a that's a real life. That I think, only works in patriarchy. Exactly. And <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say I think that we have to acknowledge how we're fighting for things that just don't make sense. So we can't say that. I believe in equality for the woman and I'm a feminist, but I also don't want my husband to have other women as friends. Now I get that you can say, Hey, if you are attracted to this person, now we got to have a whole other, you know, you got to set a whole new set of boundaries. You got to set some ground rules, right? You know that you think that this person is attractive. Um, you got to be mindful of the interactions you have with them. You guys maybe don't need to talk outside of work. Um, maybe you don't even need to do lunch with them. Maybe it needs to be, you know, we kind of talk while we're in the office. Uh, you know, you kick it. I might stop by your office. You might stop by my office. Maybe once a month we'll go to lunch or something like that. So we create intentional boundaries because I recognize that there is an attraction there. I think that's different from just being like, you know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> Janie that is not remotely tra attractive at all and you're like oh you can't talk to her well I mean like come on cuz and then in the same way like I can't exp I can't look at you and be like oh no you can't talk to him y'all can be friends and it's like in the industry you work in there are people of the opposite sex there <laughs> and honestly for a lot of us I feel like as you start to move into certain spaces, maybe in certain career fields, there's not going to be a lot of there or and I won't say there's not going to be. There may not be a lot of people that look like you. So when you see somebody that looks like you, you get real, real excited. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, OK, you get it. Um, or somebody that's maybe from the same you know, area from Florida. Every time I meet somebody um, at, at, at my work that is from Florida or anywhere that's like connected to Florida, I get super excited. And they initially become you, you I almost by default become somebody that I'm like, okay, I can probably talk to because you probably will get some stuff from Florida, particularly Jacksonville. You're going to get some stuff that like everybody else not going to get. So we should be able to be cool. But if there's this like boundary of like, Oh no, you can't interact with him. It's because you're, I just don't, to me, it just seems very unrealistic and it feels like you're almost creating problems that would probably wouldn't exist. And ultimately I also believe, yo, if a person wants to cheat on you, they're just going to do it. Yeah. Point blank. And I, I often tell people, um, that in a, in a, in a sexually fluid society that we live in, um, uh, if that's your premise, then what do you do with people who are sexually fluid that you might enter in marriage with? Ignore um, it and act like it don't exist so that you can tell yourself <laughs> a lie. <laughs> but I mean, it, essentially, if you know that about if you knew this person was fluid when you met, decided to marry them, if your premise is you can't be around people that you may or may not be attracted to, you're going to then they can't be around anybody. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they can only be around. <laughs> don't send them no emails. Don't text. Don't call. Gosh, what are you gonna do? So it's it's better that we practice self discipline, not this right. whole premise of. You know, it was it's funny because 
um, well, it's not funny. It's real, it's real life. But there is. <laughs> you say you were like, it's funny because, oh, wait, this is probably bad. No, it's not funny. It's real. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So um, I work with this um, Christian nonprofit organization and mm-hmm. I do, um, um, it's a white, it's a white organization and mm-hmm. I do uh, consulting with them. Okay. And they were telling me that there's an increased number of white housewives that are having affairs with the other housewives when their husbands are at work mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be having like baby sitting, like, yeah, um, like, like play dates. Yeah. Play dates. And they end up my lantern. <laughs> you don't say because they find emotional support in each other. So essentially, I bet they probably have these premise of like, you know, uh, yeah. white evangelical housewife. They're very like dogmatic sometimes about, you know, not being around the opposite sex. And it's like, yeah. well, well, the opposite sex ain't the, the thread. So, <laughs> so I'm like, this so. It's not funny as real life. It is. But I just. <laughs> you I said my lanta, I went to bus out laughing. <laughs> no, because <laughs> if you think about it, though, who would. I think if you if you followed this conservative narrative, who would be thinking about that? And I think that to your point, though, is why I always say these things, guys. In 2019, the things that worked in 1920, it just doesn't like it, this is not a. It's not it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does not fit. And I don't even think I would even argue that it didn't fit then. I think it just probably fit more then because you had more people trying to subscribe to gender roles and trying to subscribe to what this is what society says is okay. And you had a lot less people asking questions or challenging uh, you know, the way that things were just because it's the way that it was, right? It was a very especially for people of color. I feel like even during that time it was it was very much so an oppressive environment. And so because of that, we have bigger fish to fry than trying to fight these gender roles, right? I feel like once we start to move past certain spaces, um, and in the day of social media, in the day of being connected, in the day of uh instant communication. I don't necessarily have to get boggled down with um, all of these. I don't have to get boggled down with the the, the struggles of yesteryear. I really got to fight to find myself now and in this space. And so I got to realize that, you know, the things that work for my great grandparents, my grandparents, or even in many cases, my parents, like it's just not going to work for me because it's in a different environment. And so it sounds crazy to be like, oh, wow, like, you know, the <laughs> the like stay at home moms are like falling in love. But it makes sense because they are providing each other that emotional support. They are providing each other probably when they get into an argument with their their husband who, because he's likely really trying to live up to this gender role, he's probably very busy with work. He's very focused with work. Right. Or, or he is also saying because I'm the breadwinner, I got all these options so I can get anybody that I want to. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. I think there's so many other things that's like, that can play into this, that us just trying to hang on to this very strict, like, oh no, this is how you avoid cheating. Like, I don't know that there's a way to, uh, there's a, 
if you, like you said, if you want to cheat, you you gonna cheat. cheat. Yeah, I was like, I don't think there's a way to really avoid define cheating, like cheating besides just not cheating. <laughs> Like, I don't know if there's, like, steps that you can take besides just being like, hey, I'm not going to cheat. Now, obviously, you can keep yourself out of, like, certain compromising situations, of course, right? Yeah, we're not saying go to your friend of the opposite sex or whoever you may be attracted to at 10 o'clock at night to chill and watch movies in the dark. Yeah, and even if you're not attracted to them, like, I think, you know, certain things are just bad ideas, right? Let's not show up and be like, oh, we're going to have Netflix and chill. Take your clothes off. Take mine off, too. Like, that's not, you know, that's that's not the, the smartest thing to do. We wouldn't advise that. But also being like, yo, um, I'm going up the road to chick-fil-a to get some some lunch you want to ride like oh no uh uh-uh i can't because you know you're the opposite sex or oh you know what you're the same sex or you have a sex so (laughs) yeah i can't be in we can't do this together like it's just it's guys this come on it's just not gonna work like you gotta have some self-discipline i also think there is a bit of freedom and follow me on this one. I think there's a bit of freedom of being able to talk to uh, your counterpart about who about that attraction that you might have. So, like, if you say, hey, like, I work with insert your co-worker's name and be like, yo, I think they're really attractive. I think there's some freedom in saying like, hey, I'm acknowledging this for you so you understand what's going on. So I understand what's going on. So I know what boundaries I need to be set. So like there is this understanding of like we're just being open. I think and maybe this is just for me. I feel like sometimes when you have to keep certain things a secret, you end up like falling into certain traps of well i'm not gonna tell you this and then i'm not gonna tell you this and i'm not gonna tell you yeah because that's, you that's why your friends end up knowing more than your spouse because when they see somebody that's attracted at work their friends know <laughs> the spouse don't. yeah and it's like i can't i can't i can't say anything obviously i think that you got to be respectful with that but i think if you you just trying to play this you know they don't exist i'm not attracted to nobody but you all right okay all right yeah <laughs> this is <laughs> A lie, a lie, 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 a super. I lie. think we have to stop telling lies to ourselves and others if we want to have close relationships. Because I feel like intimacy is the ability to share those things without it being like this big deal. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess too, it, it's a probably a, it's a twofold thing too because the person that it takes one person to be honest about it, but it also takes another person to be open to hearing it without this like jump to the next level of judgment but i think that's why you have to have these these conversations before you enter in a long-term commitment and i think you know the more i talk to people the more i realize that people really don't talk about nothing or inquire about who they're about to enter in lifelong commitments with Uh, I mean, I think because a lot of people are just trying to, and this is not to knock anybody. I don't want it, but a lot of people are just trying to check certain things off their list. I feel like we, <laughs> honestly, we are people. We have expectations of ourselves. I feel like people have expectations to us, 
And I remember trying to talk to my therapist about this and being like the op- the ultimate place of freedom is being able to do something simply because it is truly what you desire and not because you think this is what you're supposed to be doing at this time. That mm-hmm. is the true freedom, because when you do things because you think this is where you're supposed to be, or this is what you're supposed to do. That comes with so much other baggage of like. Be it just, you know, this is what I've always thought the American dream was. This is what my parents told me what it was. This is what society expects me to do. Like when you do stuff because it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be here at this this stage in life. That comes with a lot of other external factors that you kind of got to manage and be mindful of. And in doing that, you're also looking for the kudos, the congratulations, the, you know, support. And the affirmations, if you will, from those external places, as opposed to just being like, honestly, in this moment, I really want to do this. I don't care mm-hmm. about what anybody else has to say about it. Right. I don't care about. And I, and, and admittedly, we talked about it because for me, it's that's really hard. Right. I feel like no matter how much we don't care and the 30 has definitely made me not care about a lot of crap (laughs) like a lot of stuff i'm just like i don't care whatever it is what it is but i still feel like we all come with a lot of that and so what a lot of the balance is is trying to navigate to find this space of like what do you want what do you specifically want what you know makes what makes sense to you what provides happiness and joy and finding that space i think we have to really really do that so that we're not making these decisions to marry somebody that's ultimately a stranger and you're like oh yeah it's year five and i'm i'm still getting to know you or it's like hey did you know like your spouse's favorite color is blue and you're like what i thought they like red (laughs) it's like they've loved blue since they're a kid oh who knew like yeah, and it, and it's 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 too because people are ever evolving. So you could get to know them today, and then five years from now, and you you have to learn them again. You have to learn them again. Yo, so I and this is completely off topic. I'm sorry, but I was having a conversation uh, with one of my friends about getting to know your siblings as mm-hmm. adults and like how you have to like learn them again. And I was like, it's so funny because I think sometimes we think that things happen by default just because you've known somebody like your whole life or you've been around them your whole life. But when we become adults, we change. <laughs> like We really mm-hmm. do. And it seems like that change is not fast. But, yo, thinking about like how much of an impact your career choice has on you. And how much your mind changes because of the situations you're in. Sometimes the change or your understanding of certain things changes kind of what in what can be considered an instance. I'll say that, like, for me, starting a new role at work, I can see how I've changed. But it's like, yo, for like my siblings. Yeah, we kind of got to learn each other again. We have to learn like. What are you like in this space? And and, and in the same regard, like what you what you were alluding to is like in a relationship, you also have to constantly relearn that person. Because if you guys. That's exhausting. (laughs) What time for the single crew? Time for the single crew. Nah, but for real, it is a lot, right? It's a lot. That's why I was was at the hair salon. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was at the hair salon the other day, and the lady was like, "Oh, you're 
you ain't on that track to get married. You know, you got to give your family some grandkids. I'm like, girl, first of all. Some money and some time and some. I hate when people ask you that, that are in trash relationships. No shade, (laughs) but (laughs) you are not making this appealing. You make me want to run from this idea. But don't it always be those people, though? I feel like it is. It's like I know, um, it's half and half because some people got good situations and they just they want you to feel that. No, I feel like the people <laughs> that I meet that have good situations, they will always ask, like, are you single by choice? And then be like, you know, take your time. It's no rush. <laughs> like, I feel like the people that be in, like, good situations, they'd be like, okay, you know, take your time. I feel like it's the people that's in, the like, the most trash situations be like, well, you need to hurry up and find somebody. You need to get some kids. What's going on? Then you'll talk to them and be like... This person get on my nerve, and I hate this. And oh, you bothering me? That said that to me, her husband, not her husband, her boyfriend don't work. She take. It was just a lot. I was just like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so you want me to take care of I'm... another grown like <laughs> adult? Because that's like what is a thing to do? Nah, nobody's doing like that. <laughs> like you can have it. <laughs> I'm like, y'all don't make it look appealing. At all. How do we? We are supposed to be on emotional cheating. We gotta go back. Because that's that's emotionally cheating. If you ain't got no job, you emotionally cheating on me. Cause, cause I feel <laughs> robbed. Like, wait. I'm like, feeling robbed. I am feeling robbed. Like, <laughs> they steal it from you. Cheating and a thief. <laughs> No, but I don't know how we got all the way over here to the left. That reminded me of Baby Boy. You remember he didn't have no job and he was still cheating? That's the thing. People be taking care of these people and still be getting cheated on. More power. You their life support. I ain't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm not doing it. Like, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that I could never if we we go back to insecure the one thing I could never like really when people would say Lawrence was trash I would always be like man nah Lawrence was just going through a bad thing but whenever it would be like yo he ain't had no job in three years I'd be like oh (laughs) it's like you can't you can't argue with jobless okay I can't because you're you're a whole human like I, yeah, I, I feel un- like, yeah. I understand chasing your dreams, bro, but I need you to, like, at some point in time, I there has to be something that we're contributing. Like, if you're not going to have a job, you got to make sure that the house is spotless, right? You got to set chores. You got, there's certain things that, like, I should never have to do. And it's not about you doing this for me. It's about you doing your part to contribute. Like, could you be a house husband? So I think mentally I can't. Um, I think I would. You say you can't mentally. Yeah, I can't. I, we probably they probably have to have like five kids, and maybe I could. I feel like and if you, there was a and bunch your wife of... would have to make like a million dollars a year. Yeah, because I just I don't know. I feel like you know work makes you feel useful, right? Like, and no matter what type of work it is, like if you're actually doing something, but taking you care of the kids that's like more thing. work than a. Five yeah, kids. that's why that's... I said maybe we'd have to have five kids because then 
everything is kind of crafted around doing things, specific things for them. And I don't know, having one. I I tried to babysit a toddler for two hours. I felt like my whole life was it's lost. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I, I love people always tell me I'm great with children. I'm always like, thank, thank you. I think you're gonna be an amazing father. Thanks so much. When you gonna have kids? No, thank you. Um, I think because kids take a lot and it's a lot of energy and I would be definitely, so glad emotion- I have one. yeah, I'll oh. be definitely emotionally cheating on them. Like, absolutely. <laughs> no questions asked. Emotionally cheating on the kids? Emotionally cheating on the children. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> this is without a, sh- without a shadow of a doubt. This is going down. You are being My kids are always be calm. I just give them Benadryl. <laughs> oh, you are going under the jail, yo. So, y'all, let's get out of here. Um, y'all hit us up and I'm let us know kidding, what y'all think about emotionally cheating. How do you define it? How do we uh, prevent ourselves from emotional cheating? Or is it even really a thing, right? Because I know some people think it's not a thing. Hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC. And we will be back with our Toaster Roast. <laughs> All right, we're back with our toast or roast. Today, I want to roast um, some something that I love and love to hate as well because I hate that they upgrade stuff so frequently. Uh, Apple, I just had the AirPods. Um, I'm really kind of concerned because they had this thing about how they might cause cancer uh, because of the Bluetooth oh, no, radioactive yeah. waves. Oh. Yeah. Again, I just feel like breathing will kill you now. Yeah. Again. I don't know. And then I started thinking, but if I put the phone to my ear, isn't that waves? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Everything could kill you. Uh, I just, I have to just trust God whenever it's my time to go, I guess. I'll go. I don't want to go early, too early, though. But, um, yeah, that the cancer is not why I'm roasting them. Um, but that was just an interesting fact that I found out this week because my brother start, stopped using AirPods because he read that article. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's asking me why I was still using mine. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. But anyway, uh, roasting them because they just came out with new AirPods and I just got these. So I just I hate when that happens. It happens frequently when I buy Apple products. And so that's that's my roast. I want y'all to stop or at least give us the upgrade option for cheaper. Like if we just got them. Like, give us the upgrade. Well, I got them in December, but still, that's almost six months. But give us the option to upgrade for a cheaper rate on mm-hmm. stuff like this. I'm but, with that. you know, because I don't think, do, do people buy AirPods? If I was putting them online, would people buy them? I don't know. I haven't sold anything online. So, maybe. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know, know but it's ears. So, I feel like oh, it's just yeah, a weird thing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Did you see that video that this is off subject? Did you see that video that lady licking the toilet in the uh, uh no Ew. on the pl- airplane and no. recording herself? What? That is beyond nasty. The airport, I mean the airplane on the airplane, Ew. you gonna lick the toilet? Who? Okay. She was white. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we might have. <laughs> you were ignorant. <laughs> so, but it's some stuff you have to explain it by putting a color to it. So yeah. it, so it, 
So it's like, okay. Why would you? When you hear it's that? like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, why would you ever? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what people, what do people go through, yo? What is, I, okay. Not completely sure, but. All right, so I am going to. I had a roast, um, but I feel like it's going to be. No, I don't want to do it. So anyway, so I am going <laughs> to do a toast, um, and I'm actually just going to do a toast. I promise y'all, this one's going to be fast. I'm going to do a toast to Game of Thrones. So I don't know if I mentioned it, but I started Game of Thrones about a month ago, um, and I told myself that I was going to binge it to get caught up to season uh through season season seven because season eight premieres on april 14th and i did it and i will say yes thank you i will say for everybody that hasn't watched the show question watching the show if it would be worth it people that said like oh it's a it's a cult and they do too much etc 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 i think that you should take the time to watch it it was and is a very, very good show. Um, if you like if you liked Scandal, if you liked How to Get Away with Murder, if you like any of these shows that you got to like follow the dialogue in order to get invested into the characters, I say it's a great show. It is a show that's about fantasy and it's like a time period piece and I understand all of that, sh- that stuff, but it is definitely a great show, great storyline. The last two episodes, you know, I have some gripes with, but it was still good. I think it's worth everybody watching. Um, you still have time. You would probably have to watch a lot of episodes in a day, but you still can do it. It premieres on April 14th, so that's just about uh, just under a month away. So watch Game of Thrones. I'm toasting to Game of Thrones. I'm really excited about it. And probably after I finish the season, I'm going to check out the book. So that's my toast for this week. Toast to Game of Thrones. So is it is it like uh, is it as drama out as like the Tyler Perry family that prays and his soap opera? It, it like puts Tyler Perry like Tyler Perry is like nothing compared to this. Like it's like easy. That's like elementary school stuff compared to the stuff that happens on this show. Like it's real. And because they write it so well, you really get connected to some of the characters. At least I have. And I talking to other people, they really got connected to certain characters. I really was just trying to be shady, but you like really answered my question. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh yeah, no, Tyler Perry's not that bad. No, because huh? my uh, my my grandmother, both my grandmothers love the half and half not, and I'm just like, how do y'all? Yeah. Again, cinematography. Yeah, I, I can't got... do that. Have you seen? Did you see Medea's <laughs> family funeral? No, I haven't seen a Medea movie since the first one. You're like, no, why would I ever watch that? Medea's family. No, funeral? I really. I think Tyler Perry is a great businessman. If you listen to Tyler, we, you know, if you want to be an investor in us, right. pay off our student loans, we are down. I just, it's not, like we said, no shade to your, you know your audience. My grand, my grandparents, my parents went to see it. They liked it. Yeah, I Me, on the other hand, I know I wouldn't enjoy it. I, I really know from the bottom I of my heart see that it I Because it's going to be the last one. That's the only oh. reason. I want to see it because they said it was the last one. I mean, I don't know if I want to pay it to see it in the movies. But I was like, well, maybe I can like rent it when it comes and it's like $3 to rent it on um, iTunes. Maybe I can watch it there. I feel like it's one of those things that I won't miss it because I never had it. Um. 
<laughs> never really. I the Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It was cool, but it's like no. I take that back. I saw two of them because what happened at the after that one? It was the one where the they had the angels, the black angels playing, and it was Boris Kojo with that fro. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a lot. It was yeah. Black angels and the at the wedding. It was weird. Oh, that was the one where like the girl's mama like treated her bad and yeah. um, Okay, Lynn Whitfield was that? Yeah, yeah, it was Lynn Whitfield. Yeah. Okay, okay, I do remember. Yeah, that that one. one. So those two, I don't know the name. I thought when you said Black Angels, I immediately thought like angels, like like all black angels, like they were like and they had like black wings and stuff. I was like, oh, that sounds really dark. Like what? Wait, what just happened? I don't know. I don't know why that, as you said, that Trick trick Daddy Thug holiday started playing in my head. I don't know what? why that was the theme. <laughs> that came. Random. We need to wrap it up in here, yo. People are probably like, what is happening? Like, I like that song. Just like a song. Hi, go Lisa. Lisa, we're going to do, like, Lisa's song hour, and we're going to have you, I, I'm going to give you, like, a song, and I'm, it's going to be at random, and I'm just going to have you. I'll make sure songs you know, and I'm having you sing. I have random, like, playlist. I'd be like, you know, Trick Daddy Thug Holiday. They're like, what? I like that song. It is a good song. I, it's a real good song. When he was in the bathtub, he was like, if went for bad luck, where would I be with my- <laughs> Like you lost to me, you like it wasn't for bad luck, and you had to like wait for it to come back around. Like I was trying to bleep out the (laughs) cuss Wow, Lisa! I was trying to do radio. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Okay, let me get the good. So the good vibe for this week is Lisa. What I was trying to find is what is it? I took my glasses off. The man who makes no mistakes doesn't usually make anything. The man who makes no mistakes does not usually make anything, and that's by Edward John Phelps. Love it, absolutely love it. I when you when you told me about when you mentioned this, I was like, oh no, this is really good because it. I think it speaks to us being so afraid at times of doing something. Of like making a mistake, and so it's like in that time of you being afraid of making a mistake, you don't do nothing because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just don't make the mistake. Yeah, you didn't make the mistake, but you also weren't productive. So this is dope. Yeah, well, y'all, thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. I got tears yeah. streaming down my eyes for laughing so hard at myself. Check out um, all our episodes of Brunch Culture at brunchculturebc.com. And if you're in a trick, baby, search the holiday. It will you will enjoy it. That's neither here nor there. I just want to promote the song. Random plug. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're on a roll, Lisa. <laughs> I don't know why it's like I'm gonna listen to it after I get off. Anyway, follow us on Facebook at Brunch Culture, on Twitter at Brunch Um is underscore culture, underscore culture and on yeah. Instagram at Brunch Culture. Um Follow, we at, are on every podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, everywhere but Title. I don't think you can get on there unless they add you 
It's some yeah, like sucks, very right? exclusive thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm I don't have a title subscription, so I'm not tripping. I have um, one, and I'm tripping. You got one? Yeah, I, I reactivated. It. There was this whole I was in. You know, I'd be going through my moments. I'd be like, you know what? I got to support black business. But then after a while, I'm gonna be like, you know what? This man got way more money than me. I gotta stop paying for this. <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll get on title one day. <laughs> y'all, thank y'all for so much for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us out. And remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.